Hello, and welcome to the week five preview of ASI Primetime. I am your host, Billy, joined by my co-host, Jopo. How's it going, man? What's up, man? Happy to be back after a long week without talking shit on everybody in the league. Speaking of, let's get right into it. Whoop! Start in Hamilton for yet another Lincoln Park shootout between Corey and Team Troy. These two shared a dorm room, shared a Lincoln Park residency, and share a strong desire to not score points, as this game absolutely stunk. Fowler's Chris Hot and Molten Olava erupted for a massive 16 points, but Troy responded as Brandon, too many cooks in the meth lab, produced a product 12% better than the competition. The quarterback matchup is brought to you by Matt Fergie Ferguson's closet, as it contained two Hawaiians not helping anyone score. But in the end... Wait, huh? I'm getting word that we're interrupting this broadcast to bring you live coverage of the chase for 62. Points, that is, as Corey drops the American League leading stinker of the year. Troy 91, Corey 62. Whoop, whoop! Next, Steve heads over to wherever the fuck Joe Poe lives, looking to hand him the second L in Port Shelley of the season. Stone Cold Steve Austin Eckler dropped a stunner by actually living up to his first round potential, but Joe Poe's mix in the water kept the sandstorm within the legal limit. Team Steve debuted George Kittle, or should I say, George Little, points that is, as even Jamal Williams Shakespeare's incredible performance couldn't save this week from pure tragedy, as Poe was able to prove once more that special teams is indeed a third of the game, and his team scoring boom. Poe 136, Steve 86, for Moe! Next up, Wells charges up the parkway for a shootout with Muller, as these two scores were higher than Brady's alimony payments. Miles Colonel Sanders sprinkled 29 herbs and spices early, and it appeared Muller was fried. But it turns out, sometimes tough loving of a young Christian, McCaffrey is a good motivational tactic as Father Tom demoted his star to the flex and got the results he'd been praying for. Zach got a Jack Bauer performance from his guy Debo, giving us 24 on a Monday night. But in the end, a 30 rack for Muller's Mike Chris Evans gave this first Avenger his first victory. Muller 151, Wells 146. Up next, Husser flies west to the nut to take on Team Rasp. Tom continues to fling random bullshit at his trump wall, hoping someone is able to stick to this lineup. The one true standout thus far has been CD Silence of the Lambs, dropping the lotion and 21 points in the basket. Rasp responded as Damien Pierce mine nipples in Seaside made Husser immediately regret his decision to get in the ring with this contender. Rasp 131, Birds 114. Next, Travis returns to Hoboken for a showdown with Team Kurt. Delarosa played like Prince Edward's paperboy, as this isn't the first time he's been screwed in London, starting yet another injured player. Kurt was able to take advantage of the snooze button as DK. Donkey Kong Metcalf fired his coconut gun for a 22-point spurt, and let me tell you, this one's gonna hurt. 
as Trav once again used the wrong defense, banking on his $25 baby once more. Kurt 112, Trav 110. Finally, Brock heads up to Montclair to take on me and my dope-ass team. Bustin' Jefferson finally showed up in a big moment, and he gave these Brits a show. But Brock found a lucky penny and picked it up as this fluke of a start generated 28 points. Double duds from Kyle Armpits and Chase I Wish You Were Deadpool surely would spell certain defeat and an 0-4 start for the Merc with the mouth. But Matt Stafford Infection's late fumble is going to leave a rash on Brock for quite some time. No one circles the wagons like Buffalo Bill. Me 128, Brock 127. And that is week four. I gotta be honest, uh, I'm listening to your Travis London joke, and then I'm just looking at his team, and it's just insane to me that if he just started two players that sat out in back-to-back <laughs> weeks, he'd be 3-1 and one in the league right now. <laughs> a lot of chaos, a, a lot of stories, a lot of good narratives. It's it's just getting started. <laughs> yeah, Very exciting week, I'd say. Um, his team is the definition of boom and bust. Yeah, you, you want to catch him on the right week, but... yeah. Any big but takeaways? Yeah. Anything you want to talk about from the week before we uh, get into the preview? No, uh, the waiver wire was kind of boring this week, and I'm honestly shocked that Geno Smith is still out there. If you remember from a few weeks ago, he was my guy this year, and yeah, it's so crazy how I packed myself into a great t- uh, take. Well, because I have Justin Herbert, dude. He's the best quarterback in L.A. Yeah, true, true, true. But yeah, speaking of LA, uh, definitely awesome to finally be part of one of these crazy walk-off wins. I, I've thankfully never been on like the heartbreak side of it, but I just always was envious of winning on like the fumbles or the stack corrections or something crazy. So it was definitely awesome, and I, I mean, I really needed a Monday night to kind of go my way. I had a weird feeling it was gonna. I think Stafford needed to get under like eight and going against the vaunted. Uh, 49ers defense and it and it just worked out it was awesome so shout out to me and yeah that was a great comeback I think I was I was actually uh me and Lauren went to the bar that night to uh watch the game and she was like telling me to calm down because I was actually like cheering for (laughs) the interceptions constantly (laughs) and it was just hilarious to see not even watching yeah and I'm just watching the game with because this this flipped your matchup and Wells and and uh, and uh, Muller's matchup. Yeah, that was crazy. They both dropped bombs. I think it was like yeah. one forty five, one fifty. Yeah, that's it, that's just so sucky to lose when you have one of those. And Wells just and M- secretly... Muller has a great team. Secretly has a great team. Honestly, it's hard. Everyone's got to now that everyone's starting seemingly the right players. You kind of have a bit of a better idea, and then yeah, now everyone's obviously. Like, between one and two games separated from each other so it'll be interesting as it goes forward i kind of hope after this week like everyone's like three and two or two and three and it's just total chaos so yeah absolutely that'd be that's those are always the the best seasons but but yeah i'm ready let's let's talk about these previews a lot of good matchups this week Cool. let's start with muller who according to you has a very dope team was the quote against Corey, who just put up he's 62. got secretly a, he's got secretly a pretty oh, good secretly. team i think Mueller. yeah okay go for it yeah so I, I would say my favorite thing about Mueller's team right now is that 
I'm really expecting Tom Brady to have a much better kind of second half of the year here because of the divorce news. Did you hear about that, Billy? Yes, I did hear. <laughs> I yeah. made an alimony joke, man. I've I've never, never, ever, ever seen a guy who just loves football this much. And you just got to think like some good karma's coming around the corner for him. And he's just going to be rewarded with some touchdowns this week. That's why he's my boom of my boom of the week. Has nothing to do with actually any football stats except for the fact that I just think like this is going to happen this weekend. He's is just gonna getting a divorce off. a good karma move? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Like... No, I just think he's probably had a shitty go of it for the first four weeks. And now that this is out there, like weight off his shoulders, he's just going to go out there and ball the fuck out. Real quick, just because this is relevant, Naheem Hines just got super concussed. He too wobbled off the field, and I think Curtis has him starting. So we'll get to that. Did he matchup. really? Yeah, he just got clapped. Wow, I I didn't realize it was eight nineteen. Holy. Yeah. So. Well, we'll get we'll get to that. Who's starting him? I think Curtis is starting him. Oh when I man, was Curtis! Before this. Well, you know, Curtis could have had Damian Harrison in his lineup, but uh, he didn't want him, so beat, idiot. We'll go to him next, cause, I guess, because, or no, we'll wait to see if he comes back, but keep going with Muller. What else do you like? You like McCaffrey, Brees Hall had a nice day, and all the weapons in general, I guess, looked a little bit better with Wilson. Brees Hall looks a lot better with Wilson, and it's great to see that he's going to be involved in the offense. It seems like a little bit more with Wilson. So, yeah, I thought he looked good against Pittsburgh, and... That second half victory by the Jets there, like, yeah, obviously we like memeing the Jets, and and I think Wilson had a pretty bad interception in this game. I don't game, think we but meme the Jets too much. I think we're probably. I think people in general, yeah, yeah, I think we're higher on the Jets, but I think a lot of people in general meme on the Jets. But I really think they have some good offensive pieces here, and if Wilson can continue to improve, like, I think it's a big bump for everybody on the Jets offense. So, Brees Hall, on top of that, is also kind of starting to command the backfield there in new york 100 percent. and drake london seeming he had his back-to-back solid weeks so you kind of expect him oh no never mind he had a dud last week yeah he did have a dud last week which was shocking because he was my boom of the week pick but i guess it's just gonna happen with mariota he's just not a good quarterback so i it's hard to think that the atlanta players are going to have like consistent fantasy production with him yeah. As you as you know from Kyle Pitts, obviously. And then Waller as well has been down pretty much all year. Two back to back five point games. So what do you are you a little bit afraid of that or do you expect them to kind of turn it around a bit? I think this week in Kansas City he's gonna turn it around, to be honest with you. I don't think it, I'm not so sure if he's gonna be a great tight end star for the rest of the year. But the tight end landscape out there is barren, and I think Kansas City's defense is pretty susceptible. I I actually kind of like the Raiders this week against Kansas City. Um, I think they have some really good pass catchers there, and if Renfro can come out and be healthy, it's going to be hard for Kansas City to deal with Devontae Adams, Renfro, and Waller. Yeah, division gets really dope if the Raiders are able to win there. But, yeah, overall... They got their swag back last week. They actually yeah. finished the game, you know? Overall, though, I, I agree. I think he's fielding a pretty competent lineup overall. Brady's been down, but a nice, comfy matchup with his receivers back against Atlanta. I, I expect him to kind of put up some points and get it going a bit there. 
Let's move yeah, over. That to... that stack. Sorry, I didn't no, mean to cut ahead. you off. But that stack of Brady and Evans going against Atlanta's defense, who's allowed a thousand yards over the air just through four games, I think is going to be awesome this weekend yeah. for him. That's kind of why I'm high on Mueller's team this weekend. Obviously, McCaffrey, you you worry about him because the San Francisco defense he's playing against. But it seems like Rule and McAdoo started getting their head out of their ass and using him in the passing game. So he's not going to give you a dud. So I'm not really concerned about his running back position there. But, yeah, I I do like Mueller this week. He is my pick in this matchup. Um, But I guess we can go talk about Corey now. Yeah, and then I guess we'll start with the running backs because here's what I would be concerned about. With Taylor out, we're looking at Connor and Tony Pollard. I don't know if that really lines up against McCaffrey, Brees Hall very well. Pollard has been impressive overall, but he's still splitting the carries. He's still going against the Rams. I don't Who do you know. think scores more this week, Pollard or Connor? It might be Pollard. I the fact the Cardinals that you had to just hesitate. go down big yeah. points and the Eagles start extremely well. So I just see them. The being Eagles down. defense is nasty too. Yeah, I if I had to guess, that would be my guess. But yeah. I'd agree with you. But the fact that you it you struggle to answer that question kind of gives you a clue. I mean, I think they're both going to be like ten to twelve. I, I don't think either of them are necessarily popping. That's kind of was the reason yeah. for hesitation, but. No, I 100% agree with you on that. He's got Tanny Poo against Washington. I guess that's a fine stream. We'll see. I don't know how great... Washington's defense is absolutely terrible, to be honest with you. Yeah, but Tanny Poo still hasn't broken 20 all year, so I don't know if I like that better than... I, I don't like him. Yeah, I don't like him, but I do think that... If I was in Corey's shoes, I would be dropping Tannehill for Geno Smith and playing him. That is, that's just such a hard thing to do. Just put Geno Smith in your lineup and I know, feel good but he's about performing. it. He's, he's been, been, been like performing all idiot. year, and he's he's got to do something. He dropped sixty two last week. That's that's got to be in his head. Yeah. He's, but uh, moving on, do yeah. You, I'll tell you one person who I. It's not one person. It's actually two people that I love in Corey's lineup, which. Could honestly win him this week, as I love the Godwin versus Atlanta matchup and the Olave versus Seattle matchup. I think both of those teams are going to score a ton of points yeah. this weekend, and Seattle's defense is terrible. Yeah, absolutely terrible. I could see Olave, especially if Michael Thomas is out, having like an absolute boom, huge week for Corey this week. I think Olave is definitely a very sound pick. I think he'll outscore London, even if uh, Atlanta is throwing the entire game. Godwin, it's tough. They did get him involved last week, but it's like gun to my head. I don't know if he's outscoring Mike Evans, to be honest, just because of the touchdown factor, but we'll kind of see. Obviously, big advantage over Waller with Mark Andrews in the tight end, and then Devontae Smith in the flex, also solid. I I don't think... Core's team is terrible, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to pick him to win here. I'm leaning Mueller no, as well. I, I definitely think Mueller has the, the higher upside here. Uh, my bust of the week, I don't really have... In this matchup, I'm not exactly expecting like a terrible bust, so I guess if I were to choose somebody, it would probably be James Conner, because I don't think he's going to do anything against that Philadelphia defense. He's a, he's a nose for the red zone 
kind of guy, like nose for the uh, goal line. And I'm just not so sure how many times Arizona is going to get in position to score within the 10-yard line. That's completely valid, especially with the slow starts they've been getting off to. So we'll see. Let's move on to Wells v. Steve. Who do you want to start with? They actually both have players going right now. Let's see. Wells v. Steve. Let's start off with... I'll tell you who I want to talk about. Is Miles fucking Sanders right now. Yeah. Is sneakily... like I guess not sneakily, but is having an absolutely great year on the ground. Yeah, I think he's third in the league in rushing, I believe. And he finally got... I think, yeah, he's third or fourth in the league. But he finally got utilized, like, actually being able to score touchdowns for once. And he just looked great. I, I don't know. Uh, you said you watched a lot of that game. Like, he looked awesome when he was playing on Sunday. Yeah. I, again, I kind of echoed this originally, but it's like my Saquon Miles Sanders backfield. It was just a year too early. Yeah, <laughs> it absolutely was. The league on fire. It, but, it seems like Nick Sirianni is, like, really starting to kind of gel as a head coach. And it's very scary as a Giants fan, but he's using like his offensive pieces like to their fullest potential it feels like yeah and they the eagles in general just address not the criticism but the general talk about them not really showing up in the second half and just kind of coasting they came from behind and kind of showed they can win in multiple ways and then while still not abandoning the run that's great to see if you're a miles sanders backer just because you know he'll be kind of part of the game no matter if they're up big, down big, they'll kind of stick to their guns there. So, yeah, I expect another big week for him against uh, Arizona. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think we didn't talk about him, but I think it goes without saying that this matchup this week with Mahomes against the Raiders defense, he's going to. I, I think he's going to probably throw for four or five touchdowns against Las Vegas this weekend. So you just expect a lot of points? Because I think he said you liked uh, Waller there as well in the Raiders. I do. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. And it's mainly because, let me see what the exact stat is. The Raiders right now are 30th against the quarterback position in the NFL. Yeah, I think Mahomes is going to have a great matchup this week. The, The Raiders defense is terrible. And they're especially bad against the pass. They've given up 1,000 yards in the air through four games. So just about 250 yards a game. And I just think Mahomes is going to have a great game. Yeah, in general. I mean, we kind of like Wells' team pretty consistently. He's also pretty boomer bust if the receivers don't have their big games. But Devontae and Debo, it seems like they kind of got those out of the way. That being said, it's he's 1-3, so he's kind of got to get it going sooner than later. And I think this is a good spot. He's got some favorable matchups, like you were saying. And then... I think the only interesting thing to talk about, I guess, is Tyler Algier, or however the fuck you pronounce it, getting the start in the flex with Montgomery still questionable, and then some kind of iffy receivers and stuff. Obviously, Patterson out. What do you think of him there? I really don't like Algier this week. He's a little bit involved in the in the passing game. I think he ran about 18 routes last week, mm. 18 or 19, so... He was going out for passes when he was able to play last week, but 
it's just the Buccaneers defense is so good, especially against running backs. I just find it hard to see any real value here. So I don't like him in the flex personally. I'd probably play Robert Woods over him because of how bad the Washington defense has been this year. And Burks is out, so you figure maybe a little more Woods, and he's yeah, that would that would be a double good... digits. But yeah. we'll see what he does. It, this might not be his, or it probably is his set lineup if he just got Algier a day or two ago and he put him in. So I don't know. Yeah, the one thing is, is David Montgomery I saw did practice today in a limited session. So mm. if Montgomery plays. I would say that he's obviously going to put him into his lineup, and I think Montgomery, if he plays, is going to have a huge week. Yeah, that's that's definitely valid. Minnesota, it seems like they're getting ran all over by yeah. pretty much everybody. So let's move. And then to... we we talked about Devonte Adams, but he's my boom pick oh, okay. of the week this week. He's got like forty-seven targets through four weeks. Like he's clearly the number one option there. Uh, they looked pretty good against the Broncos last week, and the Broncos have a pretty good defense. So I think if he's successful against the Broncos defense, he could definitely take advantage of the Chiefs. And, you know, I like the odds. I like Devontae Adams, and I like Wall. I basically like all the pass catchers in this game in Kansas City. Yeah, I hope it's a fun one. The only annoying thing is it's going to prevent us from recording on Monday, probably. But yeah, we'll yeah, it's probably. It, it seems like there's <laughs> a lot going to be dependent on there. But, yeah. Let's move to Steve. He's got Goff against New England. I like that. Goff is playing the best football of his career, potentially, which is pretty fun to see. Just a guy you kind yeah, of... Yeah, I think since Sean McVay's first year, this is his best year. Yeah, so, I mean, that's cool. I'm kind of happy for him. Just anyone who you kind of expect to be a transitionary guy who seemingly is putting a stranglehold on the job. Like, it's a guy you could root for. Yeah, absolutely. Eckler and Williams both had huge games last week. I kind of expect Eckler to continue that. And then if Swift doesn't play, I like Williams as well. The thing is, I believe Swift is going to give it a go, which would hurt Kurt even more if he didn't play him for Hines, who just got hurt. But what do you think about the running backs? I really like Jamal Williams this week. I think he's very involved in like the the passing game for Detroit with everybody hurt there, literally. And he's also just a good running back on his own. So he's going to get probably 90% of the touches this week for the Detroit Lions. And like he was, I picked him as a a boom play last week for Steve, and he's going to probably return the same. And then I think Eckler's in for a pretty good game against cleveland they've been run over all year kind of as you're alluding to so i expect eckler and jamal williams if steve is going to win this matchup it's going to be because they have great weeks yeah and i think that's my issue with picking him in this instance i i think i still like wells's running backs better and then receivers i don't think it's really close especially where we can kind of cheat now but Pittman, nine minutes in has no points so you yeah don't love that start he was actually my bust of the week this week because Jonathan Very Taylor sharp. was going to be out. Yeah, I know we were going to record yesterday. No, but he was I'm my just messing with week. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was my bust of my week because of PS2, as Proc would call him. Sertain is just a great cornerback. Yeah, does anyone else without... call him that besides Proc? No, or is that just I think him? Proc is just... Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> 
No, I'm saying that. Don't cut that. God damn it. Okay. Anyways, um, who who else do you like on Steve's team this week? I I do like Christian Kirk a lot. Yeah, he's been good. Houston, nice cushy matchup. And then I don't know. George Kittle just didn't really get involved a ton with in his first game, and then. Aaron Jones Still against the Giants. Well. That's that's really really tough. So I don't know. I, that's I think... one of the toughest matchups this week is Aaron Jones against the Giants. So in I'm London. not. Yeah, especially because they're zones. probably just gonna throw all over us. I don't know if they need to really run the ball, but we'll see. I think Wells is gonna win though, and he gets to two and three, and then him and Steve are kind of tied up there. Would be my prediction. Yeah, I, I do think that Wells wins this week. He's definitely my pick. Cool. Any booms, busts, or anything, or we got it all covered? No, we got both of them. Devontae Adams, boom, and then bust is going to be uh, Michael Pittman, who's currently busting as we watch. Cool. Let's go to Curtis V. Proc. Naheem Hines, as we kind of alluded to, not alluded to, literally talked about. I think he's hurt, so that is not great. I don't see them bringing him back out there, especially with all the shit that Tua... Storm has brought the way he waddled off. There's no way he comes back in the game. I'm saying it right now. They're being extremely safe about concussion injuries since that Tua debacle. So, yeah, I 100% agree with you that he's probably not going to come back in this game. So that and Ramondre Stevenson doesn't scream a ton of confidence for the running back duo, I'd say. Yeah, this is another guy who typically has good running backs year in and year out. It's actually both of these teams usually have good running backs. Procs are turning it around, but Curtis's are just... It's Swift being out is a huge hole. I think he can get his RB2 RB2 slot because of his receiver death is fine. But yeah, these running backs... Stevenson, I will say, is probably due for a bigger week this week because of how bad Detroit's defense is against yeah. the run and just in general how bad Detroit's defense is are they playing like Bailey Zappi at quarterback or are they doing yeah but Hoyer? if I he looked better than Hoyer when he was playing last yeah he week. looked awesome I, I was yeah fired so up. no Hoyer is definitely not playing it's I, I think it's definitively between uh Bailey Zappi and uh Mac Jones and I, I'm not so sure that Mac Jones is going to be healthy enough to play cool yeah, yeah. I, I'm in for Stevenson then and just points for the Patriots in general. We'll see. How yeah, it's really going to be who's going to score on their drive, him or Damian Harris, because they basically split drives is how the how the Patriots got play. it. And I mean, they were running it every first and second down, you know, like they took it back to 1999. Therefore, the third string like rookie quarterback making his debut. So I expect more of that a lot of running game, a lot of screens, a lot of shit to just kind of make his transition as easy as possible so i kind of like that but i don't know if he lines up against proc especially with the 1.8 from heinz it's gonna be tough to overcome that but yeah yeah. josh allen obviously good jamar chase aj brown and anything there any booms any busts what do you got uh i would say this is probably the boom week for jamar chase if he's gonna have another one in the beginning of the season he's been kind of slow to start yeah. to say the least characteristically i thought he was gonna be the best receiver in the league after week one but kind of three down weeks for him at least 
in a row. Yeah, I I, I think this Ravens defense is terrible. Like, yeah. this Ravens team would be, I, I think, would be up there with, like, the Bills as one of the best teams in the league if they had a defense. But they're going to get exposed by Joe Burrow. I, I really like the Bengals this week against Baltimore. They beat the and shit out of them twice last year, I think. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be... I know it sounds crazy to say. I think the Bengals are probably going to go in there and route them in Baltimore. I don't know if they're like, out. Yeah. I, I think Lamar will be do enough to kind of keep it close, but I, I, I yeah, think I, I think both teams can easily score thirty. And yeah, I'm expecting Burrow to have a big week. So if he's going to have a big week, I think Jamar Chase and T Higgins are going to be a part of that. Hundred percent. So that should be good. And then, yeah, I, I like everyone else in his lineup. I like Metcalf against New Orleans, although their defense has kind of been stingy, but it seems like Metcalf is just going to kind of get it done again with Geno at quarterback. I, I don't know why he kind of is having more success than he did with Russ last year, but it just kind of <laughs> is what it is. Do you not remember our first podcast I of the year? I brought I out there. those Geno stats with DK, and I, I said was he's going to be good. So... so I'm not surprised. I tried getting DK from Curtis this week, but you know, I don't know if he really wants to move a receiver necessarily. But yeah, I'm not giving it. I wasn't offering him much. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you have anything <laughs> else with Kurt, or do you want to move to Proc? No, I think we can move over to Proc. Okay, cool. So he's starting Zach Wilson. Holy shit! I did not notice that until right now. Against yeah, this Miami. is that is this involved. is a real confident start here. To be honest with you, he didn't look bad last week, you know. Yeah, but I think Miami's potentially a little bit better of a team. Uh, he had 18, so I don't know. I, I'd I say don't... their defense is comparable to Pittsburgh without TJ. And he's Watt. at home as well, and I think it was kind of rainy and shitty in Pittsburgh last week. Or am I kind of? I don't know. Yeah, they had long it was sleeves all on of for sure, but. All of the Northeast was really rainy and shitty last week during the games. It kind of sucked. But yeah, so I, I, I like the balls there, and I would start him over Pickett, but would you start him over your boy Geno Smith hanging out? On Absolutely the not. I, w- I would 1,000% be picking up Geno Smith <laughs> and playing him this week over Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson is potentially like a gem in the rough here if he can you know, have a good second half of the season or last three quarters of the season. But I wouldn't start him this week with a better option, in my opinion, on the waiver wire. In fact, I would probably rather start Teddy Bridgewater against the Jets' defense than Zach Wilson. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Time will tell. I'm curious what he kind of, if he changes this or rides with it and how it goes. I, I think this is one of the bigger shocks of the week, but an exciting one to watch, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. Then the running backs, I think he will have a distinct advantage with Hines putting up the dud and then Najee and Jacobs. I I know they've been somewhat whelming throughout the year, but I think even their kind of average is still kind of what Stevenson's been producing, and then the 1.8 from Hines is going to be a killer. So I still kind of lean running back advantage Prox's way. Do you kind of agree with that? I definitively lean Prox's way. I would say, I know it's going to shock you, but Jacobs had like two good back-to-back weeks. I think he's going to bust this week against the Chiefs. He uh, he looked great last week, and his usage is great, but I think if if the Raiders win this week, it's going to be over the air. So 
yeah, you want to use the run game to get the pass game going, but the Chiefs right now, like, are sneakily really good against the run. They're not they're not amazing against the running back. They really get kind of killed over the air, averaging 10 catches for 70 yards, but that's not in Jacobs's like wheelhouse. So, if the Chiefs if Jacobs going to have a good game, it's it's just he's going to have to get through, you know, on the ground and I just don't think he's going to be that successful on the ground against the Chiefs. It's totally valid. And then his receivers, Diggs and Sutton. Sutton off to a slow start. There's 4-12 in the quarter left. He's got one catch for yeah, five yards. Yeah, that's a yards, little shocking for me, to be honest with you. I, I was expecting I've, I've had the game on. I've been glancing over. It's it's just kind of three and outs. And then the Denver had one decent drive where they got in the red zone but kicked. But, yeah, this just seems a little ugly. I'd be a little nervous with him going Thursday. If he doesn't get you, like, 20, you know A.J. Brown is going to beat him there. Diggs. I th- this is the best wide receiver matchup in the league for sure this week. Yeah. Including Flex, you're saying as well, or Yeah, yeah. T. Higgins versus Metcalf. The like these guys right now, all six of these receivers would be the best receiver on multiple teams in the league right now. It's possible. I think Sutton is maybe the guy that's getting thrown in there a little hastily, but I I mean Sutton is doing good. He's a he's a uh, wide receiver one on the year so far. Does that shock you to hear? He's wide receiver eleven. Oh, uh, well, a I mean, wide, he's a, okay, he's a, okay, that's my. Bad he's bad. a wide receiver yeah. one. <laughs> he's not a wide receiver zero like Stephon Diggs, but no, no, he's wide no, receiver. That's on me. That's on me. But no, yeah, yeah, no, you're fine. Fair enough. Fair mean. enough. So yeah, yeah I, I, it'll be good. I, I think I think the points will be points should be flowing from them. I'll, I'll just lean advantage on this side of Kurt just because we're kind of seeing Sutton off to a slow start but yeah I mean they they kind of have dueling duds going back and forth the thing is Sutton can kind of do something about his in the next three quarters so we'll yeah see. I'm gonna I'm irregardless of whatever is going on I, I was gonna pick Proc this week I, I I like Proc's matchups a little bit better I think Najee I, I think the running backs are probably a wash this week but I really like Diggs against the Pittsburgh defense, and I like T. Higgins against Baltimore's defense. It's really going to come back down to, in my opinion, who gets fed, Jamar Chase or T. Higgins. They're basically complete inverse of each other in this matchup. So we'll see kind of what goes on Sunday or uh, yeah, Sunday night against Baltimore. I think that's going to be kind of the deciding game in this matchup. Yeah, I'll go Proc as well just because Hines is out. I, I think it's relatively close, though, and I think both teams are uh, starting pretty good lineups. There's not really any holes here. so Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll just lean proc. Except RB2 for Kurt, because his RBs fucking suck. Sorry, Kurt. <laughs> let's move on to... Let's do Trav and Husser. Travis with a Corey name change here. What do you think? Yeah, I noticed that. I was just excited for somebody to make a Corey joke about him changing his name. So that's pretty much exactly how I feel about it. I saw it. uh, I saw the new name and then I just assumed it was him. And then I saw the the logo and realized it wasn't Corey's team. But (laughs) yeah, I mean, Travis, I will just talk about Lamar and Tyreek Hill, I guess, or who? What do you want to say I, about this team? You know, 
Devin Duvernay could be a good start for him. I was pissed he snagged him away from me, honestly. I was definitely salty. That was a very high IQ move. I got outbid by a guy who just used all his money. (laughs) $5. (laughs) Just unreal. Yeah, how much? Let me see. How much does he even have left? He he can't have much. I think I put in a He has $16 left. Like, I mean, you can't take year. it with I, I'm sitting here with 90 and an unfilled roster. So Yeah, I mean, couldn't get Garrett Wilson, can't. couldn't get Duvernay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm getting – yeah, I, I got to get one of these to hit. But, but yeah, say, I, I do like this matchup. I, I love Lamar and Devin, like, together because Rashad Bateman, I think, is leaning towards being out. Yeah, which is an issue. So we'll see how that goes. I think Kamara is going to play, so we'll kind of see him. Yeah, he said he was going to be like his old self this week. Oh, we'll see. Which, you know, he's playing a very easy opponent in Seattle, so this is probably... He was dealing with a rib injury. I imagine, like, that's probably really shitty to come back from when you're a running back getting hit on every play. So that's probably why he was sat out last second last week, but... Against Seattle's defense, he's probably going to have a day. And I'm I'm so much so sure that this is going to be the guy that scores 30 points this week for Travis. And yeah, Kamara's going to be my boom of the week this week against Seattle's shitty defense. The funny story about Kamara, I didn't do this specifically. Well, I don't know how serious he was, but the league would have just freaked out on me like getting another first-round running back once again. Travis <laughs> was... Literally, he offered me just un- unprompted Kamara for who's the backup running back on the Rams that I have. Uh, Henderson, straight up just raging that he was out Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, everyone will freak out and crucify me. I cannot do this. I was faith. trying to trade for Kamara, actually. It's he funny he wants to move him, I think. but I was trying to trade for Kamara, but because... My understanding is we can't trade first round picks. So because it seems we can't to trade be the gentleman's agreement, pick. I'd say, and that's yeah. kind of why I just didn't want to open up the can. Ever since it makes Troy no sense ruined for the him. league, he'd have Acres and Henderson as his running backs. So I kind of, I don't know, it, it would have got fishy, especially just not setting his lineups the past two weeks. Like I, I didn't really want to go into that that cave but i just thought it was funny yeah. he was just so pissed he was out nine in the morning he's like i'll give you henderson for arm. it was by the way cutting in real quick philip Lindsay is now in for the colts i'm realizing and we're gonna get to our best bets later but i did not account for the philip Lindsay revenge game uh, he, when i was doing my best bet this week his hair like changed colors didn't he used to be a redhead who knows this dude's so irrelevant i, I like Lindsay. <laughs> I had him his first year in the league, and I think He's I just last. I like this yeah. footwork, but uh... yeah. All right, well, back to Travis's team. Yeah, we'll see. He's kind of patching it together, and he's got Lamar and Tyreek, so we'll Cam see what Akers happens. Just so bad that Rams offensive line is just so bad, so 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 bad. Honestly, it's 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 embarrassing to watch when they're trying to run the ball, but. And I don't think it Thielen gets easier against came alive, Dallas. You know, Thielen's, Thielen's picking it up the last few Thielen weeks. Thielen has picked it up. Getting involved in the offense. And Hawkinson so. went nuclear last week, too. So Travis's team is looking a lot better. It's just his issue is he just has, like, outside of whoever he's starting, like, it, he usually just has nothing going on for him on the bench. 
he should be and three and one if he made the right changes. So, like you can't crucify him. Well, you can. I'm not crucify you... him. I'm just shot. Like I, I don't, I don't understand. He's basically just having somebody in his lineup. Like two guys go for thirty plus every week. It's just <laughs> insane to see. It's like we were saying how he always figures it out. It's like he literally would have been figuring it out if time zones weren't a thing. <laughs> like he, he would be right on schedule. Three and one, probably first or second in the division. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, Hawkinson against the New England defense. Him and Josh Reynolds, I think, are both in for good weeks this week just because they literally have no one else. So who else is going to catch balls for golf? And then Tyreek Hill against the Jets. Like, he almost got traded to the Jets, if I remember correctly, right? And then he ended up going to Miami yeah, instead. Yeah, he was between those two. He kind of changed the story this week, I, I saw. Because at first he oh, was just like... Oh, that's Tyreek Hill lying? That doesn't sound like him. What do you mean? Nah, because I think they because I think it was literally like reported as nearly done. And then he's just like, hell nah, like, I, I'd never play for the Jets, yada yada. And then this this week he was just like, no, it was just state income taxes or something. I'm like, there's no oh, way. Oh, yeah, has, you're right. Yeah, I'm like, there's no, no way that went into his decision. I'll, I'll just end this discussion here. They pay taxes in every other state they play in during the year. So half of their games are outside of Florida. They're paying taxes on those games. So it's like playing on them on all of them, like uh, yeah. But it's not the difference is. Nah, I, I know. Sit, yeah. sit where you work, see where you live, or whatever the hell. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, Travis we'll see what happens with Trav. I, I think he's filling a lineup here. We'll see how it kind of goes, but he's gonna end up starting the wrong defense again. By the way. The Bills are in there right now. I think they're going to have a good week. But Bills yeah, against just, Pittsburgh should be fine. He's just had the bad flip-flop every week. He's just I flip-flopping mean, every week. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move over to Husser. I know you hate talking about his team, but you did say earlier that you expect Burrow to pop off. Is he your boom of the week by any chance? No. I, I, I kind of gave that to Camaro already. I think Burrow's going to have a great week, but... You know, I hate talking about Husser's team because I keep saying it's bad and then he just somehow scores points every week or just gets wins. So, yeah, Burrow, he's he's a great start this week. He's going to absolutely dice out Baltimore's defense on the road in prime time. It's going to be awesome. Smoking Joe this week. The issue with him so far has been not a lot from the running back position. Cook's been a little underwhelming and then he kind of can't get – etn or dylan Wright, it seems he's got dylan yeah and dylan giants. is actually he's my bust of the week this week against the giants defense i think that if any of these if either of these running backs are going to be successful it's going to be aaron jones because billy you know as a giants fan that we're just absolutely terrible terrible against running backs who can like make moves out of the backfield we have no linebackers who can cover and now aaron we got landon jones. collins back to cover him <laughs> yeah and he can't cover anything dude <laughs> So, yeah, I think Dylan is just not going to have a good time going against Dex along with Leonard Williams being back. And then you have Kayvon and Aziz. Is so, Leonard back, though? Is that. He's, yeah, he was practicing yesterday, okay, and I believe he practiced news. today. So, our whole defensive line is going to be there, and I just don't think Dylan is going to be used that much. I really think Aaron Jones is going to have a good week through the air against the Giants. So, he's my bust of the week for sure. That's fair. And then the receivers, Lamb kind of consistently is scoring. It doesn't matter who his quarterback is, seemingly. I jinxed him. I jinxed him. Like, I'm the reason why C.D. Lamb is doing so well the last two weeks. 
it's possible. I, I'm sure he's an avid listener, and he really used that as bulletin board material. Yeah, he, I think he. Yeah, I think he has that picture of me like with the Giants hat on, where I'm just looking hilarious, <laughs> and he's just got it up in his in his locker room right now. And then the other receivers I don't like as much: Lockett against New Orleans, and Mike Williams against Cleveland. If Keenan Allen's back, I assume he kind of takes his share again. Do you kind of agree there? Yeah, I agree. I, I I don't like Mike Williams that much, but he's like the guy you could plug into your lineup every week, you know? And like there's a good chance he's gonna get like a forty yard bomb. Like he he's probably got like a about a fifty fifty shot of having like literally one play every week that can just make your week for you, you know? Yeah. And return that wide receiver two value. I do I'll tell you who I do love in in Hustler's lineup this weekend, it's Tyler Lockett. I really think that he, him and Metcalf, it's crazy. They look great. Like the last three weeks, they've looked awesome. He was able to get it done against San Francisco's defense. He got it done against Atlanta last week. He did, or two weeks ago, he, he's getting targeted 11, 11, and eight times in the last three weeks. He's had over 75 yards each time in the last three weeks. He has not scored a touchdown yet. And I think he's just kind of due. So I think him and Metcalf are great starts this week. And I do like Tyler Lockett a lot for Hustler this week. Fair enough. I didn't really realize Lockett was getting it going like that. So Yeah. Props and he's you. such a big play threat that he can have, you know, easily have like a he's like Deshaun Jackson, you know, where he could go out there and have like six catches for 140 yards and a touchdown. He he him and Metcalf are, are awesome and it's it's good to see that even with Stinky Wilson in Denver that they're still being valuable this year, especially for where they were being drafted. And, like, you know, they were going, like, like Metcalf was going, like, the fourth or fifth round, and then you have Lockett going in, like, the seventh or eighth, you know? Mm-hmm. So they were definitely slept on this year. So are you picking Husser to win? Or Yeah, I'm absolutely picking Husser to win, even though I don't love his team. I'll go Trav. Just for the random factor, I kind of want to see this hodgepodge of guys get it done a bit. Me, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty even across the board. I think this is probably going to be two of the lower scoring teams of the week. But I'll take Trav just to kind of uh, be a little contrarian. Stay in the fire. Yeah. I think we've been on the same side for all of our picks. So, yeah, we probably do need to go opposite. Yeah. Do you want to do yours next or mine? Let's do... Let's start with me. I think we started with you last week. All right. Want to start with your team? Yeah, sure. Fire off. Tell me what you think. Herbert, Cleveland, solid. I think he'll be good. I think he's better than Wentz across the way. Mixon, Saquon, both probably decent games. I don't know if... Saquon, we just have no choice but to get him extremely involved. I don't know how successful or efficient he's going to be. Like, if he might average, this might be like the three and a half yards per carry, sort of. He gets stuffed in the backfield some, but like, there's just no other offensive options. Like, he's used too much yeah, in the offense. Exactly. Like, I, I don't know if this is going to be like a great Saquon game, but I think he still kind of has the floor of like 13, 14, I imagine. So... Yeah, I think he's. I think he's gonna give me. I, I'm not worried about Saquon because, like you said, he's used too much. Who I'm worried about right now is Mixon because he's getting the touches, he's getting targets, like he's he's doing everything he should be to be 
like performing at a high level RB one, you know, and it's just like for whatever reason, like he doesn't have like a nose for the end zone when they're on the goal line, or it's just the offensive line in the interior is just getting stuffed. I don't know how much you watched of last week's Thursday night game, but he had four or five opportunities on the goal line and he only ended up with one touchdown and like that sucks as like an owner of him because like he could have easily had like a 35 point week if he would have converted on two of these opportunities and instead like you're left with a guy who had 30 touches and only put up 17 points so like he's kind of been I'm doing not that so all sh- year right he's getting 30 touches every week and just yeah and he, they're just not up. performing you know well, and, i don't know i think that's one of those something's got to give at some point but if you're concerned then i guess it's reason to con- be concerned you're i'm a little concerned because i also i also think that if the Bengals win this week against baltimore it's going to be through the air so if it's going to be through the air, then it really leaves like less opportunities for mixing out there, especially if they're not getting it done on that. The biggest issue is if they're not getting it done on the goal line, right? They're not going to run the ball on the goal line. And so the less he converts on those goal line touches, the more they're going to go to their receiving options kind of it within the five yard line. And that's going to hurt me like long term with mixing is my concern. That's fair. Let's go to your receivers. Not Ugh. as good looking as we normally like to see. Garrett no, Wilson, I'm, I'm I think, is with a decent start, right now. But yeah, I think you're missing Amon Ra, who, if he's out, Gerald, uh, what's his name? Josh Reynolds should score again. But I do think Josh Reynolds is going to have a good week, regardless of it. But in general, I'd say this receiver room is lacking a bit, especially with Waddle and Cooks on the other side over there. Yeah, I I do like Gary Wilson this week in this matchup because he did drop, if I remember correctly, he had like a touchdown opportunity last week by Zach Wilson, but he didn't end up converting on it. And he dropped some pretty easy balls. He had six targets, so it's like Zach Wilson was getting him involved in their first game together ever. So I think he's too good of a talent to, you know, not be utilized by the Jets. So I like him this week. Josh Reynolds should be decent. But yeah, my receivers... I was basically banking on DJ Moore being decent and he just stunk. And so, like, I'm really just dealing with, like, really bad. Like, Gabe Davis injured. Michael Gallup was injured. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown injured. Hunter Renfro injured. So, I'm just, like, I'm winning still, but, like, I, my receiver position, like, I need a solid kind of wide receiver, too, when Amon Ra gets back. Yeah, it could be Gabe Davis, but. Like, him being hurt pretty much every week after the first week is definitely concerning, so... He could find his way in my lineup this week. I'm a little concerned because... It's just if McKenzie and Kumaro are out there... I don't know if Kumaro will be there. I think he's actually hurt. But Gabe Davis is, like, still banged up. Like, he's not getting targeted the last few weeks, and he's just not running full speed, so... Until he's fully healthy, like he's, I, I think he's just a stash. You know, I can't drop him, but I, I need to keep him because of what his ceiling is. Yeah, no doubt. I like Wilson in the flex. I think that's good. He's clearly the guy in San Fran at the moment, so solid yeah. there. I was between him and Damian Harris and Gordon. I, I thought either of the three would be fine plays, and and lo and behold, you know. Through the first quarter, he's already got five points. 
important. So hit me up for trade offers, two catches for 25 yards. You got boom or bust on your team, or should we move over to Troy? I would say, if anything, my bust of the week is probably going to be... I like him in this matchup, but it's probably going to be Garrett Wilson. If if somebody busts on my team, it's going to be him. And I'm just going to be looking at like a, a goose egg or like a two-catch performance because Zach Wilson just isn't able to get it done against Miami for whatever reason. So I don't have a boom. I, I'm not expecting anybody on my team to go the fuck off is what I'm saying. I think I have a high floor, but I'm not expecting anybody besides potentially Justin Herbert to have a great week. So I'm not going to give myself that this week. All right. So let's move over to Troy. He's got Wentz against Tennessee. Do you think Wentz can get it done again for him or another rough week, which he's had two of the past two weeks? What are your kind of expectations there? You know, I really thought that Tennessee's defense was going to be a lot better against the pass this year, but they really haven't. They're the seventh worst defense against quarterbacks right now. So if I'm going to choose a boom this week, it's probably going to be Carson Wentz against Tennessee. Wow. I know it sounds crazy to say, but Tennessee, just their defense is just not there right now. They're seventh against quarterback, fourth against wide receivers. So the commanders have good wide receivers, and Wentz is competent enough to get them the ball. So I think you can be seeing Wentz throwing like, you know, I, I, I would say his over-under on touchdowns, what if it's on Vegas right now? I guarantee you, it's two and a half, and I'd probably take the over on that. We'll see. I I don't know if I love it as much as you do. Like, yeah, I guess they're giving up points, but Washington's just been struggling a lot, and I'm a little concerned. And I feel like even let's say he has a bad first half, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that we see Heineke in the second half. Like, they need to do something, otherwise their season's going to be over. But I don't necessarily predict that to be happening, but just that kind of potential would make me pretty scared to start him. Like, I'd probably go your boy know. Gino or something, but... I don't know. Carson Wentz isn't having a terrible year so far. He, di- he didn't look great the last two weeks, though, to be Yeah, fair. and <laughs> if they're losing to Tennessee, they're going to be, what, one and four? I don't know. Uh, yeah, they would be. So, just a thought. I I don't know if that's happening, but regardless, I like Herbert better on your side. Running backs, Derrick Henry seemingly is back. I fully expect him to tear apart Washington. And then James Robinson against Houston. I think he'll have a big game, too. Yeah, I think his running backs have way higher ceilings this week than mine, for sure. Yeah, I'd agree Washington's defense sucks, and Houston's defense sucks against running back houston is the worst team in the league against running backs actually can you believe that so yeah i, can. I, I, I mean, do that... like his i do like him a lot better one funny random thing about houston it was funny like everyone was doing their victory laps they're like oh we knew houston would be feisty like i, I got them to win the division at plus a thousand yada yada and then just for time yeah the now Colts, just... and then now like they're oh <laughs> three and one and they're like not yeah. gonna win the division at all yeah they're just not good still <laughs> yeah we should have known that davis mills is sucks <laughs> i mean i was just kind of a half believer just based on what everyone was saying yeah but yeah i'm fully it's like one of those him. things where nobody watches the Texans. yeah exactly like, oh yeah i'll believe this narrative i don't know anything anything that's going on right now yeah but anywho 
His receivers, I think Waddle will have a nice day against the Jets, especially if Sauce Gardner is on Hill more often. I, think. I don't know, dude. I think he's not going to have a good week. I actually disagree with you on that. Okay, so you're bust? No, no. My my bust is de- is definitely going to be Garrett Wilson still because I think oh, he okay. could fuck me this So week. wait, so where's the boom then? Oh, you, you it, got Carson It was Wentz. Carson Wentz, yeah. It's okay. Um... But yeah, I think Jalen Waddle, he's nursing a groin injury right now. And his biggest thing is like speed, you know? So like how much separation is he really gonna get if he's just not able to kind of get downfield because of the groin injury? Now, how much is this groin being nursed here? What what's the extent He didn't of he this? didn't do well last week and he was kind of like coming on and off the field. Huh. So it's been ten days. So it could be better by now, but I'm pretty sure he's still yeah, he's still limited in practice, and it's Thursday. So it's been seven days, and he's still practicing limited, you know? I mean, I still think he's out there if he's limited practicing on Thursday. But If he's playing, if he's playing, you're starting him on Sunday. It, it, there's no doubt about it. I'm just saying my expectations are tempered this week. Fair enough. Cooks against Jacksonville, I imagine he kind of gives you a, a Brandon Cooks performance. I don't think this is... Yeah, he's going to give you like 16 points. He's going to yeah. have a pretty decent, decent week. I think he converted on 100% of his targets last week, actually. Yeah, 7 for 7, 57 yards and a touchdown. Like, you heard that right. Seven catches for 57 yards. And then he got a touchdown. So, yeah, he's he's going he's gonna to give him 15 points. It's just, I, I don't ever see Brandon Cooks having like, you know, a 30-point week, you know, or ever winning your week. But he's a solid contributor. He won't lose opinion. it. Yeah. And then if Corey's scoring sixty-two, then he wins it for you with his fifteen. But anywho, Michael Thomas is he playing or not? He's got him in the I flex think he's for now. Be out. Yeah. I think he's what are you be doing out. there? Are you doing J.K. Dobbins, Tyler Boyd, Marvin Jones? What, what do the you? The options like? aren't great, but I would go with J.K. Dobbins just because he was actually being utilized last week. Mm-hmm. So. He's coming back from the same injury that was just suffered by Javante Williams, actually. He, like, tore his LCL, I think, and his ACL last year, like, going into the season. So he's going to have a slower start, but it seems like he's already involved. And if Rashad Bateman's out, I just think, like, there's going to be a little bit more opportunities for him. He had 17 touches last week, so if he can get 17 touches, I think he's probably a good flex play again this week. Yeah, and I think based on all that... I think he kind of matches your Jeff Wilson if he goes that route, and exactly, I might be picking him over you in this in this spot to go to four and one. This is a I didn't realize this was the prime time three and one. He's three and one. Yeah. What? Yeah, Billy, you can pick. Go ahead, pick him, please. I, I, I did. I, good. Well, Troy, I'm probably gonna beat you by forty this week. You're picking yourself, just for the record. Yeah, I'm. I'm absolutely picking because if. If Amon Ra's out, then Josh Reynolds is going to have a great week. It's really just coming down to Garrett Wilson for me. Uh, and also in my flex, you could potentially see Damian Harris against Detroit. I haven't decided yet. All right. I think Wilson's got the better floor, but I think Damian Harris could have like a pretty big week if he scores. So we'll see. Let's go over to me versus Rasp. Where do you want to start? <sighs> Let's just start... This is absolutely ridiculous. Rasp is projected. Let's start with him. He's projected 141 points right now. Yeah, he's got the defense 10 boosting it. I think he was at like 134 
pregame. But still, it's that that's that's just an insanely high point value. Yeah, it's a scary. It's nobody. a scary opponent, no doubt. Yes. So, Rast has a pretty good team here. I mean, with, it goes without a doubt. He's got the most points. But do you do you want to continue to talk about Jalen Hurts? Like every single week, we have to talk about Jalen Hurts and just how good he is. It's, I gotta be honest. I'm hurt. I'm almost down to switch the Kelsey thing to Jalen Hurts just because it's like I don't want to keep fucking sucking yeah. off the Eagles every goddamn week. <laughs> I'm but... down. To, I'm down to do about do that. So yeah, Rast, I, I look hate at... Jalen Hurts. Like he shouldn't yeah. have worked. It was such a oh, bad draft pick at the time. Interception. Interception. Uh, By Broncos. Who? Is that Sertain? Please tell me it's Sertain. I, I don't. Is Sertain thirty? No, he's he's two. Okay. PS two. Oh, it's, it's, that's why he's PS two. No, I and thought and it's because he's Sertain the second. It is. It's, oh, okay. It's like a triple okay, entendre. There he is, number two. Fuck you, Brock. Anyways, yeah, I'm not no, talking I think about that's Jalen. The, that's the fucking safety. Um, what's his name? No, never mind. He's out. I don't, I don't know who the fuck that is, but. Anyways, yeah, the running backs, the running backs, I'd say, are where I potentially have a slight advantage. But at the same time, both of these guys had good weeks last week, so I don't really know if I, I can be that confident in that route either. You know, the issue is he has his floor is very high with Damian Pierce, but with Devin Singletary, it's really playing with fire every week because like he could go out there and just give you a dud. I need like, him to have like the week. five point. Yeah, Kevin if you're gonna win this matchup, you have need. A chance. Yep, exactly. But the issue with that is that he's got Cooper Cup and he's just he's just so good. He's literally just an automatic twenty five points a week. Yeah, basically. I like to think that Dallas is gonna be able to really fuck their day up at the pass rush. So maybe he doesn't get twenty five for like the first time ever, but. I'm just trying to be optimistic. I, I yeah, obviously I mean, am well aware of Cooper Cup. <laughs> the thing about it is that their line is so bad that they are getting out quick. And, like, Stafford just always looks as... He literally doesn't look for anybody else but him. So it's hard to... He's like Brandon Cook's, like, on steroids, Cooper Cup. Because he just gets so many opportunities to make plays, you know, that he's just going to get targeted, like, He's probably going to have, what, like 15 targets this week. Yeah. And he's going to convert, you know, ten, t- at least 10 of them. So, yeah, it, it's just so hard. Like, this guy is just an automatic stud every week in your lineup. And then Keenan Allen is I don't think he's going to play. Not playing? No, I don't think he's going to play. But I'll tell you what, Elijah Moore would be an interesting person to see in the slot this week. I bet that's Keenan who Allen he goes go. if he needs to make a replacement. But the issue, I think, is Curtis Samuel is also banged up. Yeah, he he was going into last week, but I think he didn't he's practice going to be fine today. Oh, he's he just didn't sick. practice today. He's just sick though. It's just illness. So, yeah, I think he's he going to be fine. I think I think Curtis Samuel is going to give him yeah, a, a never pretty mind. Scratch Tennessee, that from the record. So yeah, so Tennessee's it, passing defense is pretty bad. If Keenan Allen's out though, you would go Elijah Moore from his bench. Yeah, that's who I would be. Yeah, who I, would I be think that's in. the somewhat obvious choice, especially if he's a Jets fan as well. But yeah, I, I'd say I need that break to happen as well as Singletary going back to old Singletary five-point games for it to be close because, yeah, I don't really like the roster I'm fielding this week at all, honestly. We, we can move over. I, I'm leaning Lawrence against Houston over Kyler against Philly. I could end up regretting that, but 
I, think, I don't think you're going to regret it. I think I Lawrence I think can get a the 25 there, which I desperately would need to keep pace yeah. with Hurts. I think they're going to shit on Houston, so I think Lawrence is a good play this week. He's also going to want to go out there with something to prove after he had all of those fumbles last week, you know? He's been pretty good on the year so far, and this is just a very easy defense to be going against, you know? They're not good, the Texans' defense, so... I definitely think he's a safer play over Kyler going against Philly, who's just absolutely dominating teams this year. And then Lenny against Atlanta. I I really want Lenny to really get it going. He had a, like a garbage time touchdown that kind of salvaged this week, but just not getting it going on the ground, really. Like they're just not running the ball well, which is obviously concerning, but yeah, hopefully he can kind of hold is... serve with Pierce. Yeah, their offensive line is concerning, so... That's really the issue. Atlanta isn't that good though, so yeah. he should have a he should have a pretty decent it's week. It's an opponent this week they know Atlanta. too. Like, hopefully. yeah, I, I also think the the Bucks just after that loss last week and in prime time to the Chiefs, they're just going to want to blow the doors off of Atlanta this week. Chubb Chargers love that. Chubb is just kind of awesome. So. I mean, I I like the running backs in general. It's just the receivers where I've kind of gotten. Chubb is gonna have a great. Chubb is definitely gonna have a great week. He's once again gonna be my kind of boom pick of the week this week for your team, because he's just gonna go off against the Chargers because Damian Pierce last week ran for 131 and a touchdown against the Chargers for the Texans, and the Browns have been showing so far that they're willing to just absolutely feed him. So I think he's due for like another big week this week. I think he's right behind Saquon in rushing yards on the year. If yeah, I, if he's I'm like correct. five behind or something. So yeah, yeah he's, he's gonna have great. a great week. Jefferson had a nice game, so I'm optimistic he kind of torches the Bears. We shall see, though. He's been hot or cold, so I'm f- I'm fine with that. There, he obviously needs to have a huge game to match up with Cup. So yeah, and then it gets ugly. I don't really. It's, it's just so hard. Yeah, I don't know up. what I'm doing as of yet. I don't know. Are you trying to trade Pitts? No. No. I'm not going to trade him when his value is at its lowest. What would you trade him for, hypothetically? A receiver. Gotcha. A good receiver, but it's like how it's so how hard good of a receiver am I gonna too. yield for a guy that gets three points every week? It's like it's crazy. There's not like you I'm need, not gonna get anyone that I want, you know. You need Desmond Ritter to be playing probably for him to get like more value. I don't think it, that's it really out of the realm of possibility. Um, no, I don't it sounds I, like I they're potentially moving there, but we'll see. I, I these receivers I don't I don't even really want to talk about them because nothing's really yeah. set. I have Pickens probably gonna get in the fold. He had a nice... I would I would say I would play Pickens. Honestly, I would play him over Rashad Bayman McKenzie right now. He was getting used a lot. And he's good. By Kenny Pickett last week. And he's, he's just good. crazy. Yeah. He's like almost as stupid as A B is he had the eight targets, issue. six catches, hundred and two yeah. yards. He he's clearly gonna get used by Kenny Pickett, and Kenny Pickett clearly has kind of the background with him so you know they're they're playing second string you know they have the they have the connection already and they're both young so i would play him this week and then i'd honestly if mckenzie doesn't play though you're kind of fucked because i don't think bateman or mckenzie are going to play this week 
Yeah, so it's something I'm going to monitor. I'm aware of who's available on the waiver wire, but yeah, I, I gotta I gotta play it perfectly to kind of pull off the upset here. Let's see. At wide receiver, you know who I would go for. No, though? don't don't say all this shit out loud. I don't need anyone taking my guys right before the game. Okay. Here. All right, I'll tell you. I'll tell I you got afterwards. I got my guys. I'm not I'm looking at. <laughs> I'm not putting in a wire, but I'll tell you afterwards who I who I was thinking. I have an I have an ugly thought, but yeah, we'll we'll leave that there. But yeah, just go who you're picking. You can go ahead and pick them. I have to pick Rafs. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry, it's fine. Bill. To be honest, I he's just got the best team in the league right I'm now. I'm gonna pick him right now as well. But yeah, I, uh, I think I have a chance. If I was if I was playing against Rafs, I would pick him too. I, I, you know, I I just don't think anybody's got a better team than him right now. Yep. So. Yeah, that's that. That's all the previews. Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. Let's. Oh, this was a question from a local who's a big fan of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the question is from Nicholas Nail, who had the banger of all bangers, has been waiting in the bullpen for years to get in. Lansing or South Jersey scum, as he's be- as he's become known, is the unofficial thirteenth man of the league. For the coming 2023, 2023 season, would you entertain a 14-man league? Yeah, thanks, Jimmy. Or what was his name? Nicholas. Nicholas. Thanks, Nicholas. Great question. Listen, I I like that they're seemingly very willing to kind of participate and spectate. And you, you do almost feel obligated to include them. Like, and just more yeah. friends, more fun more people kind of invited to the party it, it just i've never done a 14-man league and it does scare me about the quality of teams potentially is the, the issue with a 14-team league in my opinion is like what you're hinting at is that the best teams would just be like the people who hit on their seventh and eighth round picks you know like the people who hit on those late round picks are just going to be exponentially better than the teams at the bottom and so then it becomes like you're saying like a issue of competitiveness where it's like a lot of these teams are just gonna know like by week three that they have no chance of winning you know if your rb goes down in the first three weeks of the season you're fucked basically it's like i, I don't know I, i've never done it it's like in theory yeah I'm, I'm afraid of that but it's like does just spreading it out even more just kind of make the parody even more of a thing I don't know. I would think that I would think that the top teams would be more dominant, and then you'd also be way less incentivized to trade if you are a good team, because it's really just like a hey, whose team can stay the healthiest, as opposed to I, I feel like twelve is like the perfect level, and the way we have our bench right now, like there's people on the waiver wire, but it's like you're only really picking up guys like that are really gonna make a difference, or if like you're really just lucky, you know, picking somebody up off the waiver. Um, in a 14-team league, Bill, it would be like our Dynasty League, basically, where yeah. there would be, like, nobody on the waiver wire. Like, Curtis Samuel wouldn't have been on the waiver wire. No, I understand. Year. You know, Garrett Wilson wouldn't have... Like, it, it's so hard to... I would love to do 14 teams, like, if it was better out there, like, in terms of quality of player. So, we'll leave that, I guess, open to discussion. If anyone makes it this far and wants to kind of pick up the chatter in the group me on a Friday, go for it. 
Do you want to quickly talk about Giants before we sign off, or is it just kind of a foregone conclusion that we're going to stomp into London and blow out Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I'm not expecting the Packers defense to do anything against Daniel Jones this week. I think Daniel yeah. Jones is going to run for probably 300 yards. They're lucky he's on one ankle, otherwise it's yeah. four. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, so, so we can looking kind of skip down that the barrel of four and one, it's going to be great. So I'm not worried about the Packers at all. I've never been worried about them in my life. Yeah, definitely. And Matt Ryan sucks, by the way, because he just just got absolutely destroyed on that play. Yeah, he, he's missing every throw that I see over there. So I, I guess I'll watch this news fest while I edit it here, and then uh, yeah, we will be on our way, and we will be back early next week for the recaps and back to our regular schedule moving forward. So for Joe Poe, this is Billy, and we're signing off. Bye, guys. Bye.